Welcome to the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast with Vicki Nedling. You are about to discover impactful lessons that help you grow as an individual, grow your confidence, and find the positive and good within you, so you powerfully and authentically become the best version of yourself. Be sure you visit our website at www.findyourleadershipconfidence.com. While you're there, subscribe to us via your favorite network. Now tune in, get ready, and enjoy the journey of emerging as a leader of exception in the 21st century. Welcome everyone to the Find Your Leadership Confidence podcast. I'm your host, Vicki Nethling, coming to you from Roswell, Georgia. The goal of this podcast is to bring on guests and topics that will help you grow as a confident leader and take your business or your life to the next level. Today, my guest is Nikki Bilou. Is that right? How I say that? Bilou. That's right. And I wanted to tell you a little bit about Nikki Bilou. His, he's the number one international best-selling author of Finish Line Thinking, How to Think and Win Like a Champion, The Thought Leader's Journey, which is a fable of life, and the power of connecting, how to activate profitable relationships by serving your network. Lots of books there. He is an in-demand and highly inspirational speaker to corporate audiences such as RBC, Lululemon, Royal LePage, and Tourstar Media. He is and he is an advisor and confidant to some of the most successful and dynamic entrepreneurs in Canada. He is a co-founder of East Circle Academy, where he runs a year-long mastermind and educational program working with coaches, consultants, corporate trainers, clinic owners, realtors, and mortgage brokers and any other service-based entrepreneurs that are out there, positioning them as authorities in their niche. He is the creator of the thought leader, heart leader designation. I love that. As the host of the number one podcast in the world on thought leadership, the thought leader revolution, which is www.thethoughtleaderrevolution.com. Again, thethoughtrevolutionleader.com. He has interviewed over 300 of the world's top thought leaders. I'm going to let him talk to you about all the folks that he's got here listed. It's just so great. So we always start with a easy question. So let's welcome Nikki to the, the stage, if you will, and start with the questioning. Hey, how are you, Nikki? Vicki, first of all, it's an honor to be here. Thanks so much for having me. I'm doing great. Ready to go. Awesome. It's going to be a Nikki Vicky show today. (laughs) Nikki and Vicky. I love it. Nikki and Vicky. Yeah. So we start with a very easy question and that is, where do you come from? Where's your, where do you call home? I live in Toronto, Ontario, Canada, but I'm originally a Christian immigrant from the Middle East, Iran. Yeah. Wow. So I love Toronto. I think I'm going to be there in March speaking in Toronto. Oh, very cool. So 
you just said, mentioned that you came from Iran, migrated, immigrated to the U.S. It's got to be a great story. What's what's the backstory about what brought Nikki to the U.S.? Well, actually, I live in Canada. Um, oh, but, that's right. Uh, well, to <laughs> sorry, our continent, <laughs> I guess. Close enough. <laughs> um, when I was a young boy, 11 years old, the Islamic Revolution happened in Iran. And my late father, God rest his soul, mm -hmm. he could tell this was not going to be a great situation for him to raise his Christian family in. Yeah. So what he decided to do was make a plan and get his family out of Iran. So we left Iran and we eventually settled in Canada. Um, and I thank God every day that he did that because we left tyranny and we moved to freedom. Yeah. You know, um, and we have actually relatives in Georgia. My um, father's sister, my aunt, married a Georgian man. And so I've got cousins that live in Marietta. Oh, well, that's not too far for me. Um, maybe 15 minutes away. Not too far at all. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, it, it, it sounds like freedom was and, and still is very important. And why does free enterprise matter? Well, listen, you know what? Um, freedom is very, very important. I stand mm -hmm. for freedom, free expression, and free enterprise. Mm -hmm. If you don't have freedom and free expression, you can't have free enterprise. Free enterprise is the only thing that allows us as entrepreneurs to go out there and do what we yeah. do, to have a vision and, and go after it. And let me tell you, the difference between living in the West, living in North America, is you actually are able to go create a business based on the vision that you have. There's no... Um, barriers to you yeah. doing that that's what makes uh this such a special and incredible place to be yeah it, you truly can achieve your dreams if, if, if you just commit to doing something you know then that's well it said, is just Becky. a wonderful thing so talk to me a, a little bit about did you start out as an entrepreneur or did you do something before and realize that's not for me? I need to be um, my own boss and, and in control of my life. Well, I'll tell you what, I didn't start as an entrepreneur. I, I got um, into working for a, a corporation and I worked for corporate for about eight and a half years, but I always knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur. See, growing up back home in Iran, my dad was an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. You know, he... Um, imported medical scientific and laboratory equipment and he equipped hospitals oh, wow. that was that was his deal so yeah. um the name of his company was was tara teb before that he had another company called medilab uh and teb in farsi basically means um medical right oh, so okay. tara teb and medilab was medical laboratories <laughs> and uh my dad is the greatest man i ever knew mm. you know um he was an uplifter of people. Yeah. If he knew you, and let's say you were looking for a job, he'd go get you a job. If you were looking to start a business, he'd help you start a business. Even if you were going to compete with him, he didn't care about that. He just wanted to help people. Mm -hmm. And if you worked for him and you were trying to buy a car, a house or an apartment, dad would help you buy that car, that house yes. or that apartment. Even if you didn't have enough money, he'd top you up. And you might be thinking to yourself, what? Who does that? Well, the late, great Napoleon Ballou, for one, why? Well, first of all, 
he was a Christian. He felt that he'd been blessed by God. Mm. It was his duty as a Christian to share those blessings. But secondly, he did it because he could. He had the financial wherewithal as a successful business owner to help people. And that's what inspired me to become an entrepreneur. I wanted to be like my dad. I wanted to help people, mm. you know, and that, that was, that was my shtick. And when I eventually became an entrepreneur, here's one thing I noticed right away, Vicky. There's a lot of good people that become entrepreneurs, mm. but the problem for most of them when they're new in business, even those that have been in business for a while is they don't really understand business. Mm. They don't understand sales or marketing or finance or customer service or hiring or firing or any of that jazz. And they're really good technicians. Mm. They're not business people. Mm -hmm. So I saw this and I especially saw they were really bad at sales and marketing. You know what I mean? <laughs> they were afraid of selling. It was yeah. like, oh my God, like, oh, I don't no. want to be pushy. <laughs> I don't want to be salesy. No, yeah. mm -hmm. I don't want to reek of commission, Brett. No. <laughs> so they don't go after business that yeah. legitimately should be theirs. And they would mm -hmm. miss out on that opportunity and that revenue and that profit. And their potential clients would miss out on that good person helping them. And some charlatan marketer would swoop in because they're good at selling and grab the business, but they don't care about delivering. Yeah. So the sum total of goodness in the world would go down. And I saw this and I thought, mm, what can I do? What can I do? I got it. You know, because for me, sales is an act of love. Mm -hmm. Sales is love. But I know that word has a lot of negative connotations for people. So I took that word and I reframed it. I changed the word sales to serve. You don't want to be sold, Vicky. I don't want to be sold, but we both love to buy. Mm. Look, at, look at this. This is a Jimi Hendrix uh, <laughs> kind of pop I bought from this store in Toronto. This comes from Italy. It's the, it's the most beautiful cotton in the world. This is the by far the most expensive hoodie I've ever bought in my life. <laughs> Like if I told you how much it costs, you'd go, what'd you pay that for? But I love it. It feels beautiful. And when I went into the store, the, the salesman didn't sell me. He just said, hey, how are you? I know him. And, you know, mm -hmm. you know, what are you looking for? I said, oh, I'm looking for a gift for somebody. Hey, but tell me, what's what's those? And he, he said it. And he said, oh, yeah, check it out. Put it on. I put it on. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like yeah. Beautiful. So I just bought. I gave it to him. And all he did was serve me. Mm -hmm. You got to remember, mm -hmm. my father used to say, Business isn't about money. It's about people. Yeah. It's not about numbers. It's about people. That mm -hmm. person in front of you, that's someone's wife. That's someone's daughter. That's someone's sister. That's someone's husband. That's someone's brother. That's someone's son. Mm -hmm. uh, they've been disappointed by life, maybe even disappointed by someone just like you. Mm -hmm. It's your obligation to focus on serving them. If you take all the attention off you and you put all the attention on them, sales become simple. And the people that have been successful in working with in terms of transforming this mindset, mm -hmm. getting that shift to permanently lock into their body and their soul, because it's more than me just telling you this. I don't, if that was enough, everybody would do it, right? Right. It doubled, tripled, quadrupled, sanctupled their income from this shift alone. You know, and it's so true because it's it's what you know. I think both of us are trying to do is is serve that need and understand. And and it's I, I get more joy <laughs> out of actually helping others than you know whenever I'm doing stuff for myself because I just love the look 
on someone's face whenever they have a great speech or whenever they achieve great leadership and and start to believe in themselves again. So tell me, you have here, we talk about marketing and sales, but you have in here, what is a charlatan marketer? And how can we avoid um, them? That's that person that you were just- Yeah, that's that person who's like good at selling Mm -hmm. they don't care about delivery you know they're semi-sociopathic yeah they just want the money right and the way to avoid them is you know you got to just keep an eye out for somebody like if if they don't have a good track record of 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 delivery you know if they don't have a whole lot of people singing their praises um yeah i I would watch for that and if they're telling you to do something that they're not doing themselves it's like that 24-year-old marriage expert. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> know so much about it, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. So it, if a, a person comes up to you and doesn't take the time to understand what your needs are, ask you questions, get to build that relationship, and just goes right for the sale, what does that do for you? I mean, oh, I'm I'm done. I'm yeah. not buy from them. Right. <laughs> it just turns you right off, right? Of course it does. Yeah. It's like that that you know that that slimy salesman. The, the uh, you used know, car salesman. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the reek of commission breath. Mm-hmm. You can smell it a mile away. Yeah. So how can we create a compelling personal brand that's going to be uh, bringing? more people magnetizing more people to us? Well, that's a very good question. Um, So I'll tell you a story. Mm -hmm. I had a young man um, who I was introduced to several years ago, and he was at the time a personal fitness trainer. Mm -hmm. And he was a really good person, really, really good man. And you just, you wanted to see him succeed, but he was a terrible businessman terrible businessman he had seven clients and he was making twelve hundred dollars a month living in toronto toronto's like the new york city of canada yeah I know. it's expensive twelve hundred dollars <laughs> ain't cutting it right Mm-mm. um so when i met him i said to him okay let's let's have a look at your business so who do you help he goes oh nikki nikki i can help anybody i said no no no, no. really come on who do you help he goes, See, i can help anybody i can help them lose weight i can help them get strong i can help them go into competitions. And I was like, you mean anybody with a wallet and a pulse buddy? And he's like, that's funny. Good one. Good one. But I guess so. And I'm like, no, you got to narrow. So he said, okay, all right, I got it. I'll work with doctors. My dad's a doctor. I love my dad. I love my dad. And doctors make a lot of money. I'm like, buddy, that's not a good message. Doctors make a lot of money. They're not going (laughs) to buy that message. He didn't care. They need to feel the pain. Oh, goodness. He ran with it. It didn't work. Yeah, I said, well, we need to shift this. He goes, okay, okay. Cardiologists, narrow niche, right? <laughs> they make more money than doctors. And I've got, oh my God, you're not getting it, pal. And sure enough, that didn't work either. And then all of a sudden, through serendipity, started to work with a Paralympian, you know, um, mm-hmm. fellow who had a missing leg since childhood. They hit it off. They did great work together. This fellow went on to win some medals at some competition. And then Danny comes up to me. His name was Danny. And he said, okay, Nikki, I finally get it. I've been going after the money. And that was a mistake. Now I mm-hmm. love working with this man. I think I want to work with people with missing limbs. 
And I said, that's a great idea. And he mm -hmm. said, okay, I'm, I'm doing it. And in six weeks, he signed up 400 clients. Vicky, 400. Mm -hmm. He added not one zero, but two zeros to his monthly income. He went from 1,200 to over 100,000 a month. Why? Well, first of all, he stopped going after the money. Yeah. Secondly, he had a, a message. And his message was, if you have a missing limb, I'm going to help you get fit and get strong because you can. You can be just as 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 strong and as powerful as anybody else. Mm -hmm. That message landed. Yeah. Everybody else in this space was like, oh, no, no, no. These guys don't, don't have arms and legs. They can't work out. Yeah. Danny was like, screw that. You can work out. And I'm going to show you how. Yeah. That's why it worked. Yeah. And again, it's addressing that person's need, that person who probably felt unseen and unheard. And now somebody not only gave them that personal contact, but also gave them a solution that they were so probably desperately wanting, maybe even didn't think they could ever achieve. So, there you go. so great of a story. So you talked about how um, your friend got 20,000, 30,000 or whatever, each month got more and more to that 100,000. How else can we do that? How can my audience go from the zero to double digits at the end, the double zeros and triple zeros? <laughs> well, you know, uh, we've been talking about it. You got to mm -hmm. treat people like people. Mm -hmm. You got to like focus on solving a problem for people. I mean, one of the things a lot of people do is they talk about we're the biggest, the best, we've been in business the longest, nobody cares. Yeah, right. All right. people want to hear about is how you can help them. Yeah. And, you know, I could say what I do is I'm the greatest, I'm the best, I've been around the, the longest, I've got the nicest podcast, I've got the best beard, you know what I mean, whatever the heck it is, right? <laughs> um, nobody cares. When I talk about what I do, and people ask me what I do, is I say, look, I can help you add one or two zeros to your practice. If you're a coach or a consultant, I've got a track record of doing that. Was that interesting to you? Would you like to add one to two zeros to your practice? Most people um, are either going to say, yeah, I would, or they're going to say, you know, I'm good. But at least that's clear enough yeah. that the people that hear that are going to go, okay, that's cool. I like it. Yeah, it's a it's a tell me more question, I think. You know, you, you've intrigued me. me. It's a tell me more. I'd love tell to know more. how the hell you're going to do that for me. It, it, exactly. So <laughs> part of getting to a space where you're going to make more money is having a message that's all about how you solve problems for people. What is business? Business is about solving acute problems for wonderful people for awesome profit. That's mm -hmm. all it is. There's nothing else to business than that. Problems, people profit. If you're thinking business is about how great your coaching system is and how mm -hmm. amazing your credentials are, you're done. You're toast, already gone. So how important is it to incorporate those testimonials like you just gave a few minutes ago? And if you don't, if you're just starting out and you don't have the testimonials of what you can do, how do you demonstrate or how, how can you build that um, credibility? So look, it's not 
so important that you have testimonials mm -hmm. as it is that you ask good questions. Uh. So the person you're talking to feels you're listening mm -hmm. and feels that you understand their problem. Because when they get a sense that you understand their problem, they're going to trust that you know a solution to it. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, absolutely. Um, you know, if if you if you spend all your time on asking good questions, prospects will trust you. Yeah. And prospects want all they want is they want to feel there's someone who cares. And someone who can who has a clear idea of what they're dealing with, and that alone is enough to make them go forward. Because remember, they're the ones who are uncertain. Mm -hmm. If you demonstrate certainty, clarity, and caring, you're going to win. Yeah, leading with empathy. So you, um... My next question is generating a million dollars in three years or less, but I think we've kind of talked about that. And so I'm going to just go right into the rapid fire. Go for it. So why is it better to go narrow than broad? And we talked about it in the beginning, but kind of elaborate more on yeah. that. If you try to be all things to all people, you'll be nothing to nobody. That's the bottom line. <laughs> What everybody should have written on their their uh, monitor as a reminder every day. Yep. You can't be all things to everybody. How can you sell without coming across a sales fee? We talked about that, but is it something that comes naturally or... Um, for me, I always tell people, you know, it's it shouldn't be a sales talk or a sales pitch. It's a conversation, and I, I guess it goes back to what you were talking about, just um, asking the right questions as opposed Take to Take the focus pitching. off you, put it on them. That's how you sell. Yeah. So what's the biggest challenge that you have ever had to overcome in your career now? Um, taking that first step and becoming an entrepreneur was the biggest mm, challenge. Yeah. Everything else compared to that was easy. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you're leaving that company a lot job. of fear yeah yeah a lot of fear but got past it mm -hmm. do you still have any imposter syndrome that comes on absolutely we all do <laughs> of course i do yeah but that's just fear talking and i you know i overcome it yeah and i think a lot of times it's every you don't want to be stagnant. You, you never want to get to perfect almost that there's always something more that you can learn more that you can do. And every time you go outside that comfort zone, the fear comes back in the imposter syndrome comes back in because you don't know what you don't know. So just live the fear. <laughs> exactly. What do you consider the greatest accomplishment that you've done thus far? That's easy. Being a father to my two sons. Oh, my I love greatest it. and proudest accomplishment. Yeah. yeah. Me too. I two daughters. Now I got two grandboys. So <laughs> yeah, there you go. Makes my days go by. Um, I always ask this, what's the next path on your journey? Honestly, the next path, mm -hmm. I don't know. I mean, next year we got a plan to, um, 
reach more people and be of service to more people. I have a vision of uh, a world with a billion millionaires. And next yeah. year, I'd like to help a dozen people hit that. So that's that's, that's kind of like that's my awesome. personal. So uh, again, kind of just let the audience know. So you've got the books. You um, have the year-long coaching. Do you do webinars from time to time or online courses? How how I can do. you start you know, to help I actually people? have... I'll send you a link right now in the chat mm -hmm. to this uh, masterclass webinar that I've got. Um, I've got a workshop that I also do uh, four times a year. It's all about showing you how to add that one to two zeros to your income. Um, and we've got an ongoing year long um, program. Awesome. Uh, That's good. That shows people how to do that on an ongoing basis. Cause we say it takes three years to get to a million, right? Usually. Yes. So we talked about thought leadership and um, what was the inspiration for you to go from corporate world where it doesn't always encourage thought leadership? <laughs> uh, well, it was my father, to tell you the truth. It, it was really? my father to get out of there. I always knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur. It was just a matter of getting past the fear. Yeah. I wanted to be like dad. That was never far from my mind. Awesome. Screen that shows contact information at this time. The website is ecircleacademy.com. Again, that's E like Edward, circle, all one word, academy. So ecircleacademy.com. You can book an appointment with him by just adding at the end of that slash appointment. You can check out his websites and all of the information there, contact him, ask him how he can help you get those double zeros at the end of your, uh, your paycheck. And um, do you have any gift for our folks today? Yeah, it's a free book. Um, oh, so awesome. you, the books that I have sold on Amazon, you can get a Kindle for free. So the awesome. link is there. Well, it has been a real pleasure to meet you and talk with you. I love the fact that you are someone that is paying forward all of the things, the good things that have happened to you, but also you really are extending your dad's legacy. Thank you, Vicki. And, and God so bless you. that is something that I think um, is better than any paycheck you got. Amen, sister. Amen. Yeah. Alrighty. So as always, I remind you that life is a journey and it's up to you to enjoy the ride. This is Vicki Nettling signing off. Thank you for tuning into the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast with Vicki Nettling, where we share impactful lessons that help you grow as an individual, grow your confidence, and find the positive and good within you so you powerfully and authentically become the best version of yourself. Remember to visit our website at www.findyourleadershipconfidence.com and enjoy even more great episodes like this one. Again, while you're here, subscribe to us via your favorite network. We look forward to seeing you next time on the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast.